welcome to Singing the Blues. I'm Dom Housen. And I'm James Marriott. Let's not talk about football, Dom. Well, let's not start by talking about football. We have got a couple of defeats that we have got to touch on. But quite genuinely, I, I want to start by that realisation this week about how there is more to life than football and um, specifically the case of Sid. If you are um, active on social media, you'll probably already know what I'm talking about. So Sid is a Wednesday fan who during the week quite publicly on his Twitter account um, was quite honest about the fact he was having a hard time. And what we've seen since has been quite remarkable in uh, Wednesday fans, ex-players, people associated with the club who've gone you know, far and wide in order to help pick Sid up and and help put a smile back on his face. And um, Sid, if you're listening, we want to add our voices to that um, and say, you know, you are you are never alone. And the football's a bit rubbish at the moment. That's true, but you know, we have got an amazing set of people around this football club, and um, we are all there for each other. Obviously, we we did the thing that we did earlier in the season, which was about highlighting. That and it's not just about Sid. Anyone out there that's having a bit of a hard time at the moment, and this this lockdown feels like it's 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 pretty long. And I know we've got a roadmap out of it, but but some of those dates still feel like a long way away. So if you're struggling at the moment, you're not alone. We're we're here for you. You've got other people that are there for you. If you need to talk to someone, reach out. There's plenty of help that's available um, out there, and it's nothing to be ashamed of and we've seen with Sid who's gone from being um I don't think you'll mind me saying this a real state earlier in the week to having a big smile on his face by the end of the week and I know there's a long way for for, for Sid to, to kind of go to get himself fully back on his feet but he started that process and that's brilliant to to see so take inspiration from that if you're struggling at the moment that there is help out there and that times will get better and we are all there for each other. And Dom, it has been really kind of nice to see that reminder that there is way more to this than football. And we're all licking our wounds from a pretty disastrous week with what's been happening on the pitch. But off the pitch, I've really kind of taken something from what I've seen happen this week. And it's kind of given me that slightly sort of warm, fuzzy feeling that watching Wednesday doesn't anymore, but it's nice to get it from somewhere. There's been a bit of a movement, an active movement, hasn't there, online, I think, from the, the Wednesday fan base over the last few months, uh, James, where that's given us a lot of heart, where really what's happened on the pitch hasn't. So, uh, yeah, you know, this is a story, you're right, you know, well well said there from you, and I think, you know, great words, and you've got to take your hat off to... You know, I think Lee Bowen again has shown what a what a gentleman he is, what a huge asset he is to the club, and you know what a great ambassador he is for the club as well. With uh, you know, again, how he's contacted and spoken to Sid, and uh, you know, he won't be alone. There'll be other people, I'm sure, from the club as well who've who've mucked in and done their bit and tried to help uh, you know everyone get through this you know, really tough time. That we've gone through over the last uh, you know twelve months, it's been difficult, and we did our show early on in the year, and uh, yeah, shout out to my colleague, um, you know Alex Miller, who's done a fantastic piece on Sid as well um, in the last twenty four hours. You know, it was, you know, great interview with him, and uh, you know, echo everything that he said in in that piece, and so yeah, you know, uh, it's it's been good to sort of see a light being shined on that and you hope it raises that awareness and again 
underlines the point of if you are struggling mentally in this difficult moment, there are people out there who will listen to you and will help you try and get through this. Absolutely, and and if if anything, it's just that reminder to everyone that you know you really you you're not alone, but you're also not alone in 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 feeling down about things. It's all right. I I had a, a a fairly awful time at the very start of the first lockdown, and 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 you know I really struggled, and I think we've all at some point or another gone through that, and we have highs and we have lows, and the lows are difficult, but. It's all right, you know. You you're allowed to to have those days, and and just remember, it's hard to see sometimes, but there are better times around the corner. Very quick shout out as well. I know there's a lot of people that have gone out of their way to to speak to Sid this week, which is brilliant. But I feel like uh, we had him on during the uh, break uh, during the first um, coronavirus lockdown. But big shout out to Chris Kirkland, who is still doing incredible work speaking to people that that need um, help. And after all this time, you know, still contacting those people that, that are having a bit of a, a hard time. Um, and that is incredibly commendable. He's not the only one, but obviously, you know, we can we call him friend of the show now? I think we can call him friend of the podcast, can't we? But um, brilliant, brilliant work from um, from Chris. Um, okay, I think we're going to have to talk about football now. I think we've we've um, delayed it for as long as possible. Uh, when we talk about like nightmare weeks, it probably doesn't get much worse than this. So, summary of where we're at we talked about three points being the minimum and actually maybe three points being what we'd sort of expect from the week we got none and actually a couple of really under par performances Liam Shaw getting sent off against um, Birmingham kind of derailing any real chance we got of getting back into that game but I felt that was very very flat and then what was was really a, a way under par performance at, at, at Brentford you mentioned um, Alex there I read his piece about Wednesday with an expected goals um, of 0.11 which would mean we'd have to have kept playing for another 10 games worth of football to actually score a goal against Brentford which is I mean I mean that's damning isn't it it, it it's one of those situations, Tom, where it's quite hard now to see where we go and what, what we do. We've got to pick ourselves up because there's more football games to win. But it's pretty down at the moment. It's bleak. I think that's the word, it's isn't it? Good isn't it? Yeah. Um, right now, yeah. I know that we said that uh, minimum requirement was three points and we thought that would come uh, against Birmingham. And, uh, you know, casting my mind back to that game and if we focus on the specifics it was a surprise decision I I think and I couldn't well I sort of understand why he did it but I think it's really the first time that in Neil Thompson's caretaker sort of stint in charge of where you're questioning the tactics the game plan and the the personnel changes he made and he went with 4-4-2 and Tried to play Barry Bannon, didn't he, uh, out wide, uh, you know, similar to the Carlos Carvalho years of the playoff final. It didn't work. He abandoned that experiment after around half an hour or so. Wednesday still could have taken the lead, probably should have gone ahead. That Tom Lee's chance, if it falls to anyone other than Tom Lee's in the penalty area, 
then maybe that goes in the back of the net and that um, then you know, puts Wednesday ahead and gives them some confidence and a platform to, to build on. We all know Wednesday's wretched record when they go behind in matches of the season. We don't need to repeat that. Um, but yeah, of course, you can't really get past in the Birmingham defeat to the big turning point, which was Liam Shaw's red card. Uh, and I've had some pretty strong views on this this week. And, you know, I think he was unlucky with the first. Uh, I didn't think that was a yellow card. didn't think that was a booking. Um, and I think, um, you know, he was harshly penalised there. But then he gave the decision, you know, he gave the referee a decision to make with the second. And it was naivety of youth. Thought it was, a, you know, for a man on a yellow card, and we know that we've seen it this season when he was sent off against Reading. He likes to slide in and be an aggressive player. That's who he is. But it was the wrong decision. Um, and he won the ball, yeah. But, you know, he's come in from the side and he's gone in, you know, hard on the player. And what you, you get from that moment is then all oh, Birmingham players up in arms. Their reaction was going to be clearly to try and get Liam Shaw sent off. And, you know, he got his second bookable offence and then from that moment on you know that tactics game plan goes out of the window and it was a case of could Wednesday try and maybe cling on for a point or snatch something at the end Yeah it did um, it kind of felt as soon as as soon as Liam Shaw was sent off the script was kind of written that goal sort of felt inevitable and um yeah it you know, it would just kind of go from there and it, and it was a i mean a I could say a slightly scrappy goal there's an element of luck to it you know there was no chance that uh, any goalkeeper was going to have um you know any chance at all with with that but I, I think everything you say about um Liam Shaw and the sending off is 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 correct in terms of i mean actually you could argue that both of them are very unlucky from a yellow card point of view um other referees might not have given either of them but when you're on a yellow card you've you've just got to think haven't you about making those challenges that give the referee that decision to make you, you can't you really take right, James. You, know, you know the second one that 10 or 15 years ago i don't even, i don't think that would have been a yellow card uh, but liam shaw has to know better in that situation where he's on a booking that you've got to be careful and, and it, do you know what it occurred to me again like you know a day later or whatever or when I was thinking about it of imagine if that had been Sam Hutchinson if Sam Hutchinson yeah. had made that decision you know, we would have been um, you know laying into him you know hugely and we know that you know, with Liam Shaw, there's been a lot going on surrounding him and everything and, I, and I'm still adamant that I've not seen anything to suggest that he's down tools or he's not committed to the cause or anything like that just because he's going to Celtic at the end of the season. Um, but decision-making, um, and he's not alone in this area with Wednesday's players, it's very questionable um, when it comes to the crunch right now. And is that confidence, is that belief? Whatever it is, it, it, you know, right now, you know, Wednesday, they aren't coming up with the goods. So, um, I mean, as soon as Birmingham scored that goal, it, it kind of felt to me like we could have carried on playing probably until midnight and, and Wednesday just weren't going to score. It, it was, that script was written. It, it was, you know, we've seen it before, haven't we, with those really important games where it, it just doesn't happen for uh, for Wednesday. And um, yeah, I, I, 
it's always going to be hard when you're playing against um, eleven, uh, ten against eleven. But it was just a bit flat, wasn't it? Just didn't really feel like there was much there in terms of I didn't I didn't see any. I'm not necessarily saying that the the I, I didn't see a little bit of fight. There was certainly a bit of urgency from Wednesday, but never looked like Wednesday were going to score. You say that, but then right at the end, Jordan Rhodes has the header. Um, from Kadeem Harris cross, yeah. uh, and m- again, you could maybe go and say that I think three or four years ago, would Jordan Rhodes have perhaps took that away? Maybe you know, he would have done, but I-, I found that another baffling decision, really. That you know, at a time where, um, I think the supporters of Jordan Rhodes are craving and calling out for him to be given a long run in the team, and he's just scored one in his previous two starts. It felt a bit of a surprise decision, maybe an odd one, why Neil Thompson left him out, I thought, um, last weekend. And I would also say the same for Adam Reach, um, who we may come on to later, you know, who again, his form has been fluctuating a lot. But he just scored in the last home match against Wickham. And if you're playing 4 4 2 and you're going for the attacking front foot, foot approach there of Kadeem Harris on the right. I don't know about you, James. I, I kind of want my best crosser on the left. You know that you've got at the football club, and that unquestionably for me is Adam Reach. So I would have, you know, if you're going to play with two out, you play with two out and out wingers, and leave Bannon in central midfield with Sam Hutchinson. You know, if you're going to play four two, four two, that's the way you have to go for me. And so, yeah, I, I didn't agree with the team selection. And, and the tactics, I think that was the, really the first time and the only time I can honestly say where I feel like Neil Thompson got it wrong there um, you know, last weekend yeah. and, it, it, and in Wednesday's biggest it. match of the season. Yeah, it, it it just didn't, it didn't work. And um, yeah, it was, it was just a bit of a, it was a bit of a fail. You, you kind of talked about um, Jordan Rhodes and, and how he needed to stay in the team last week. And obviously that didn't, didn't happen. I, w- I mean, I wonder whether or not there is some fitness things with games coming thick and fast. Don't know if that's something that's going on at the moment. Maybe there are a couple of players that, that uh, for whatever reason, do need to sit one out every every now and then. But then, you know, I also kind of thought that tactically against uh, Brentford, the, the setup didn't seem right because Jordan Rhodes obviously back in the team but cutting a little bit of a lonely figure he he seemed quite isolated at times and didn't really it was a little bit like a, a heart back to previous times we've seen Jordan Rhodes played and just look like he, he doesn't really it's not that he doesn't know what to do but he's just doing something that he, he's not very good at doing you know without having that um that clear strike partner alongside him he he didn't seem very effective. Jordan Rhodes was asked to play at Brentford as the focal points of the attack, and we know that that's not his game. And so, no. you know, when he switched to three-five-two, and a lot of um, the play in the first half was in the air, and they were knocking it long, expecting Jordan Rhodes to win the aerial duels with Winston Reid and Pinnock. Uh, you know, it was not going to happen. Uh, and you, you had Elias Kachunga, who was recalled and maybe Neil Thompson was wanting fresh legs. He made four changes from the team. Two of them were enforced. It has to be said, and this is no 
defensive, uh, you know, I think the second half performance that we saw at Brentford. But yeah, clearly, you know, Wednesday, we talked so much this season about injuries, haven't we, James? And uh, you know, they have been incredibly unfortunate. And they've not just lost players who are maybe squad players, they've lost key men all the time. And so, you know, Kieran Westwood isn't in the size and it turns out he's broken his rib and so he's likely to be out for a number of weeks, you can think. And then Massimo Luongo has now suffered another setback. So he's out with a knee problem. He just recovered from a thigh issue and so he's going to be out. You're looking at him probably not going to be fit until April. Uh, And by that point, there's going to be another half a dozen matches. Uh, And you can then put Dominic Iolfer into the equation and you could talk about other players who've had long stints on the sidelines and it makes it sound like we're making excuses for them but we're not but you know injuries have definitely played a part in in Wednesday's lead position for me but I tell you this much you could put Kieran Westwood in that team at Brentford you could put Dominic Iolfer in that team at Brentford you could put Massimo Luongo in that team at Brentford it doesn't make a blind bit of difference to the lack of goal threat and thinking, where are the goals going to come from? And and it, we've gone backwards, haven't we? I think you know we had that period where actually Wednesday were, were certainly not free scoring, but were scoring enough goals to win games. Combine that with the fact that the defence had a kind of a it, it felt quite resolute, and and it's all it's all gone on its head now. We're kind of letting in goals sort of all over the shop, and that whatever goal threat we've we've had has really dropped away and that's a worrying situation to be in when actually we're going into another week now of big games that we've got to get something from otherwise we start to get a little bit cut adrift and let's remember the fact that you know we we do talk about the fact that we've had a nightmare week and everything that could have gone wrong has gone wrong but actually with a win on Saturday Wednesday can move out of the the bottom three you know it's still all this kind of situation whereby other results to to some extent or another are kind of going our way we're not getting cut adrift yet there is time to rescue it you know it's not over till it's over, as they say. So um, uh, the problem from all that is form-wise, goal threat-wise, everything's gone backwards. And at a time when we need to be hitting a bit of form, we're going in the other direction. Confidence looks like it's just dropped off a cliff in the space of like two, three games that we've gone from a team and actually like, you know, a general aura around the club of feeling a little bit positive about things off the pitch obviously things aren't great but actually the team are getting some results it even forced me to be kind of upbeat for a couple of weeks and now it's 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 like it, it's probably worse than it, it was when you know Tony Pulis and we were scraping nil nil draws and stuff because of the fact that you just you just sort of think well we're just leaking goals and we can't see where we're going to score well we have to point to and um say before we sort of lay more into the team, the performance and everything, is that Brentford are a down good side. They're second in the yeah. table. We we expected Wednesday to lose at Brentford. It would have been an upset, a surprise if Wednesday got anything. Um, and first half, I would go along with what Neil Thompson said, uh, you know, post-match, where I, I've got to say his mood, that was as dejected and as down as he's been in his, in his time. Uh, you know, in charge. You know, you could you could see that there'd been some choice words that were said in in the dressing room, and you're hoping that maybe there'll be a turning point from that. You know, 
I'm, I'm sort of led to believe that I think some of the senior guys spoke up and um, ha- you know, said their piece about the performance and were unhappy and uh, with certain aspects of the play. Sam Hutchinson, I think, was one of them, you know, who's sort of addressed the group and said that that wasn't good enough. Uh, and it wasn't. But I will say that I think the first half, they matched Brentford for long periods without looking like they were going to score. And when you you, know, you look back at the whole match, it, it, Barry Bannon's shot in the first half was the only effort they had on target. And then Tom Lees from the resulting corner has headed wide. And then after that, you know, you are struggling, especially second half, to think of what Wednesday created from open play. And that's a huge worry. And of course, then when you're not scoring goals, in turn, it puts then pressure on your defence to not switch off and have the lapses in concentration. And we saw for the opener, it was a shocking goal. Shocking. It's come from a long throw in. You know, Wednesday haven't dealt with it. You know, Liam Palmer and I think Adam Reach, those are the two for me that I'm looking at and think that they, they, they haven't cleared the lines and they didn't cover themselves in glory for it. No. Um, and it was, uh, it, was it, it was a bit fortuitous how it sort of broke to Mbwemo in the box, but you know, he's taken it. Uh, and that was, you know, that from them scoring then, you knew it was going to be tough. You knew it was going to be hard for Wednesday to come back into it. But um, I think these players, they know that stat that's going around where they haven't got a point from uh, a losing position this season. And, and I wonder if they do question whether they've got the conf- you know, whether they've got the quality, the confidence, the belief and everything to fight back. And that's the trouble right now that with 15 matches to go, they've got to show that fighting spirit. There's going to be times where they don't take the lead in games. And, well, we know there are, we know there are going to be, you know, Wednesday, the lowest scorers in the league for a reason, James, 21 goals and 31 matches, you know, tells its own story. So if they don't score first, it's going to be an uphill struggle. I mean, I, you know, we can do an entire podcast, I think, on 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 that stat itself, really, in terms of just what it says about a team or a group of players. All right, you know, wider than that, a football club. The fact that you know, if we if we go behind, we get nothing. Like, what what does that say to the opposition? Uh, you know, you, you you if you're playing Sheffield Wednesday, you form an entire game plan around that because you realise you're playing a, a mentally weak team for whatever reason um the, the Wednesday just can't deal with going behind so all that matters is getting the first goal and you you know you're home and dry um and and that's a huge huge worry when you're second from bottom of the table and and it makes it it's it's hard now to see where we go where those wins come from my other kind of worry and and you know we've seen a couple of games now where we kind of look at tactical decisions and team selection as contributing to um, a a performance that's just not been uh, effective. Um, And actually, for me, kind of shades, actually shades of Gary Monk in terms of kind of swapping, changing, tinkering with formations, tinkering with which players are playing in which role, and it just not working, which is kind of looking, you know, we've, uh, kind of team selections felt like putting forward answers without really appreciating. Well, actually, what's the problem? What's the what's the question here? What we're we trying to solve by changing this and changing that and and changing the other. So that I guess raises the question of whether or not are, are we starting to see the limitations of what Neil Thompson can achieve here? Possibly, I think that you know some fans 
listening to this and out there may be thinking that, yeah, have we reached the end of the road of Neil Thompson? Uh, and I, I come back to the point that I've been banging on about for a number of weeks, James, of where the lack of clarity there of, I, I really sympathise for Neil Thompson. I think he's been put in an unfair position of where he's now taken charge of 12 matches and we're going into the final third of the season and he still doesn't know the players still don't know. The fans don't know whether he's going to be in charge until the end of the season, you know, I, I, and or whether there's going to be a new man that comes in. For all we know, if Wednesday lose at Luton, that could be it, and then there could be a new man that comes in, and it's it's stick or twist time from the chairman Dave Ponchanceri one last throw of the dice. I, I think it's it's a bit. I think it's ludicrous, really. I think you know it should never have come to this. You know that Neil Thompson's won half of his matches, so you know he should have been should have been told, or there should have, I think, been an announcement to say what's going on, what's happening. You know that people shouldn't be left in limbo. And let's not forget as well, people on the coaching staff, Wednesday skeleton coaching staff. Um, they're, they're being kept in the dark. You know, a lot of them are being asked to do multiple jobs right now, taking the under twenty threes, the under eighteens. So I, I, I think for me, I think that would have helped the situation enormously. Then I think you've got clarity and you know what you're working with, and then you can focus on the job in hand. And and right now, uh, there's too much uncertainty there for me, and not a lot, lot of clarity. Absolutely, uh, it's a mess. It really is a mess, and and you know, I know I'll I'll get a bit of stick for being negative, but I've I've got to speak the truth. I've got to say what what I think at the moment. This football club has got relegation written all over it right now, um, and I, I can't dress that up any other way. It really does have relegation written all over it, and and I think even when Wednesday win, it gives us that opportunity to maybe ignore all the stuff that's not right but it still feels like the overall direction that we're heading in is is downwards not upwards um and uh, as things stand right now we you know even we, we may still yet get out of relegation trouble but it still feels like the overall direction of the club is downwards not upwards and that needs resolving and, and there's all matter of, of of things that are within that but certainly one of them as you touch on is is communication and is clarity um, and you know, I say communication. We we have a chairman who is not afraid to speak to the media. But actually, is there a clarity there of of message? Is there a clarity there on direction? Do we actually know what the 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 plan is? You know, we could very well end up being um, a club that's had four managers through the season. Neil Thompson is not a permanent manager at the moment, as we know. But actually, in the eyes of any bookies, he is because they say ten games. They consider that to be, um, you know, someone that's that's permanently appointed. We don't we don't run football clubs with what bookies say. But to all intents and purposes, he's been doing that job for long enough now that his feet are firmly under that desk. So we're you know we're we're potentially looking at, at having four different managers through the season. And when you do that, you know, you are looking at a club that's just in disarray. You're looking at a club that is is on a fast track to the third tier of um, football. And and that needs to stop now if we're actually going to stand any chance of, of getting out of it. And that does mean clarity on what's happening in terms of, of the managerial situation and other, you know, behind the scenes 
things. And when it comes to on the pitch, it means we're back in this situation where we're having this same conversation, Dom, that we've had countless times. We're talking about the week ahead and we're talking about needing, quite frankly, two wins from Luton away. And then is it Rotherham at home next week? They're, they're huge games. And, and Luton are, are not, Luton are not really in it at the moment. They're not in a relegation battle right now. They're, they've actually been doing all right this season, but we can't, we just can't afford to keep losing games. We've got to get a result at, uh, at Luton. We're kind of probably talking about four points minimum, but really to try and get this season back on track and give us a fighting chance with some hard games that we've got coming up, it's got to be six points. I'm giving up on predicting Wednesday, James. <laughs> I, I don't think that um, it makes any sense anymore. And um, also, it's worth pointing out that Luton's results have dropped off of late, one win in seven. So I'm afraid we all know where that's pointing to. Yeah, if you need a helping hand from anyone, if you're on a bad run, then um, you know even, even Brentford had lost three in a row before playing Wednesday it would seem that Wednesday are the ideal opposition, aren't they, for that? So, uh, yeah, coming back, actually, to, to Brentford, I mean, some other points I wanted to briefly make were that, um, yeah, yeah, they should have had a man sent off, by the way. Yeah, that was a disgraceful challenge, I thought, on Fizeu Delibashiru, who, um, yeah. you know, we're, we're hoping that he's not picked up a really serious injury there. And he, he's, uh, you know, he walked off the pitch, but he looked in some discomfort and we think it was an ankle injury so you know, fingers crossed that's a, not another player that um, is out for a you know, period of time when everyone you know when Wednesday need everybody fit right now um, and I, I, all I was going to say too was that I think, I think what was so alarming was that the golfing class between Brentford and, and Wednesday second and 23rd but you could really see it and that you know 3-0 was you know, Neil Thompson claimed it was a sort of a harsh goal line it really wasn't and that, and actually Brentford they were in second gear for most of it and at the end they could quite easily have won by five or six it, and uh, you know they had the chances to so somehow Wednesday they've got to um, bounce back they have to um, and it's what changes they're going to make. Um, it's what they're going to do this time. I, I hope that they stick with three five two. I still think that that's the best formation right now for this group of players. Uh, but you, you'd have thought that Patterson will return up front. He's got to. You know, he, he rested him the other night. Uh, but I, I think that, yeah, Patterson has to start up front. He's the, the only one who I think can give Wednesday a little bit of a physical presence. Um, and a point of difference there up top. So I, I think Patterson has to come in. And then who knows about Izzy Brown? Will Izzy Brown ever start another match for Sheffield Wednesday? He's not started a match since September. Um, but would you throw him in against his, one of his former clubs and where he actually did quite well last season? When, when Wednesday desperate for some inspiration, desperate for a is, spark is, from midfield. Is this is there still no real kind of uh, kind of uh, you know explanation, clarity, or whatever on why Izzy Brown just seems you know immune from selection for the first starting eleven? I get sick and tired of actually this question. In that, lots of fans have asked, 
you know, why are the local media not asking about Izzy Brown? Honestly, we've asked about half a dozen times and the answer is pretty much the same every time of where um, it's fitness related, um, which is a little bit astonishing in that he's actually been fit for the last couple of months and been in the squads and yet both Tony Pulis and Neil Thompson have overlooked him. Fair enough, he might not have been a Tony Pulis player. Um, mm. But Neil Thompson, I'm, yeah, maybe a little bit of a surprise that he's not had more of a run. Uh, but who knows, he might get a chance at the weekend. But I don't think he's done enough in training. I think fitness. And you know, he played for the under-23s last week to try and get him some minutes. He played in the first half last week against Barnsley, did um, Izzy Brown, as well as Delhi Bashiri did. So, um, I... I I can only point to those reasons. That's why he's not getting more game time and he's not had more minutes. Um, and it, it, it's remarkable, really, when you... I, I was I was here on this podcast six, seven months ago when Wednesday signed him. I yeah. said and thought he'd be the marquee player, the marquee signing that Wednesday would make and would be the man that makes a big difference. It it really hasn't happened for him at all, and and I mean yeah, we were bigging up that midfield three of of him, uh, Bannon and, and Luongo as as kind of being you know potentially one of the best in the in the league. This feels like a long time ago. Um, we know obviously you know Luongo. It's not been his season in terms of um, injuries, and there's a real concern there because he seems to to pick up injuries when he's just not doing anything. Um, but you know that it, it's just not happened, has it? You know since those opening weekends of the season I don't think those three have, have played together so um, I mean my sort of counter to all that and I know you're not the guy that's making these decisions but uh, like you know we're coming away from Brentford with an expected goals of 0.11 you know we we would probably still be playing now if we played a game every day since we would still not have scored we'd actually not even have got halfway to scoring since then you know that that surely you know you might have concerns about fitness but We've got to find ways of scoring goals, and you've got a player there who created as many goals as he did last season. So, whatever concerns you've got about stuff, I, th- I think it's got to the point now where it's like, well, just you've just got to try it. You've just got to try it because he seems to be the only person we've got around that squad where you think actually bringing him in could make a difference. And you know, we need a difference. We need things to change. I agree. I think that for me, Izzy Brown. The next two teams he's played for and had loan spells at, and I, I, I honestly think that Wednesday have to chuck him in now. I think it's net, it, this is the time, um, and uh, they need um, some quality in that final third. It's lacking right now, and maybe Izzy Brown could provide that moment of class that they're missing. And, and do you know what? I think on him as well. I, I think that. It's had a negative impact too that, uh, you know, Izzy Brown hasn't nailed down a place um, and hasn't made a big impact. It's had a negative impact on Barry Bannon. You know, Barry Bannon uh, has been an ever-present this season, uh, but I actually think that there's been times where the skipper could maybe have done with being given the odd rest here and there himself. Um, and Wednesday, I, I think they've had to carry on playing Barry Bannon and run him through the ground and maybe I think there've been times this season where we've not seen the best of Barry Bannon. That's for sure. You know, I don't think it's been a vintage season for him, and I, and I and I think that yeah, that's contributed to it. When you look at Luongo being out for a huge chunk of the campaign, 
and then Izzy Brown not delivering. That yeah, you know Barry Bannon has been playing week in week out, and he hasn't been again influencing matches in the way that we know he can. But then again, you know, no one has. So um, it, you know, it, it's it's a difficult situation to figure out what to to do when actually there's an argument there for for pretty much every every player really not necessarily warranting their place in the team. Um, but we've only got the players that we've got at our disposal. So big week ahead, I think is certainly um, fair to say. Uh, right, I think that's going to wrap us up then for this week. You can catch Dom at Dom Housen. I'm at James Marriott. Contact the show at Dom and James. Thank you. Big thank you to our gold partners, Title Law Solicitors. You can find them at titlelaw.co.uk and Wednesday Picks, which is available to download now. If you don't already have it in your phone, there is a link in the show notes. Thank you for joining us. If you like singing the blues, please rate and review the show in your podcast app. Up the owls and see you next week.